Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Grant, and I'm joined today by co-hosts Liam. Hello. And George, who is absent, unfortunately, but we do have in her place a special, special guest, Hulalka. Uh, welcome, and um, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Each episode, one of us will propose an album that we propose to be flawless and what that means to each of us. Now, as a special, special guest, uh, Lalka is on board. And what album are you proposing today? I'm proposing Lord's debut album, Pure Heroin. Don't you think that it's boring how people talk? Making smart with the words again Well, I'm bored Excellent. Couldn't be more excited. So, tell me about Lord and why off the bat. What did you heard from me before? Why? How? It's a debut album, okay, of course, but why? Why, why? I think this album really changed the landscape of pop music um, in the last... Gosh, five, six years. Um, mm-hmm. Hang on, when did it come out? I can't even remember. Liam can help us there, I'm that sure. That was 2013, so five so, years. Yeah. 27th of September, 2013. Yeah, so I think it really changed the landscape of how music sounds now, so mm-hmm. that's why I picked it. Okay. Excellent. And Liam, you, you mentioned, sorry, just off, off air a little while ago, um, in, a, in a previous life you, you have had exposure to Lord in the past and may or may not have had some... Some reviews of this album, is that right? Yes, so back in 2013, um, I'm going to sound like a giant dork. No, please, don't. Guy. So I had my music blog going. As one does. As one does, as white guys tend to do. Sure. And um, I came up with an idea to review 100 albums in a year. Oh, wow. And every album review was going to be exactly 100 words long. So the, the thing That's was cool. 100 albums, 100 words. And dorky. Yeah, you were right. Oh, yes, completely you were right. and, you were correct. Yeah, so because Lord's album came out in 2013, I actually wrote a review of it, my 100 album, my 100 word review, and literally nobody knew. Like, I would post this on Facebook and I'd get like a like, and the page views were like seven or eight per review. But I was like, I just committed to it for one year because I was like, it's a challenge because it's two a week. And sure. You know, but you also, for 100 words, you've only got to say three sentences. So, okay. yeah, I reviewed her album, and then also. Did you get to 100? I did, yes. I, I did what I always do when i am got a numerical challenge and I sprinted it the last month and I was doing mm-hmm. like four or five a week to get to the 100, but I did get to the 100. Sensational. And then on top of that, just because I wasn't geeky enough, I did my own 100 best songs of the year. So it was called 100 Albums, 100 Songs. So like the hottest 100. 100 words, the, like one so, cubed. So No, no. So I just had my favorite 100 songs of the year. Okay, and there was no, just a list. Yeah, no, yep, just a list. No, just, no yeah. 100 word review of it. I did, I, uh, I, once I got to the top 10, I started doing like little mini reviews of okay. each song sort of thing. But other than that, yeah, I just had sure. my own. So yeah. Very good. So it changed the landscape for you, Lalka? Yeah, no, not for me, but for, I think, just pop music that you listen to now on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I guess, pre that album, um, pop music sounded really different and then and then out came this 16 year old kid with this completely fresh sound very mm-hmm. sparse um it was co-produced by joel little who's also a kiwi um and it just it was it just sounded so different and so fresh and you know you can hear how that album has influenced 
um, so many other artists that came that put music out after mm. after that came out. So she said, uh, I had a quote in that space. I love top 40 pop, don't get me wrong. I just don't think there's anyone in top 40 pop that's real. Which to me doesn't sound like you love top 40 pop. Like I, I wouldn't say I love something and then say, but no one who does it is very real. Oh, much substance. Lo- sometimes like we love fake stuff. I mean, yeah, that's I, fair. I love Instagram. We all know it's fake, but I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So yeah, I think... Yeah, the people who've been influenced, so not just on a musical level, but on a real personal level, is like there's that authenticity, like that that really came through on this album. Is like these are definitely her songs and her stories and her tales, and mm. I think not all of it, but yeah, I think if if there's been a sort of push towards like it's been a big influence, it's that authenticity. Is like no, no, sometimes you have to be a real person performing a real song that you know that you've come up with. Yeah, I mean she's she's an incredible lyricist as well. Her mom's yeah. a poet, but also if you think about that time that the album came out. A lot more people were listening to albums and music generally in their headphones as opposed to huge stereo systems. So, you know, sonically, it definitely made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I mean, it, it came at a great time as well when people were getting, you know, their Apple Music subscriptions, their Spotify subscriptions. People were walking around listening to music on their phones with their headphones on, which is a very different experience to listening to music on huge speakers. Sure. Um, so I, I felt like her songs and, and the way the songs were arranged and the way the production, you know, was made really suited that, um, okay. you know, people's listening habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Timing is everything, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, there's an example. And 16, was that right? Yes. When she yes. So this is wow. when, the, when this album came out, she was two months shy of her 17th birthday. birthday. That's ama- when so it came she, out. When it came out. So she yeah. wrote it when she was 15 and 16. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of stuff on the internet now. Like, want to feel old? Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Want to feel old? This guy did this. This yes. is like the ultimate flip-off to everyone. Who, sure. Like, want to feel old? Lord did this did by 16. Did she get 16. Grammys for this? Because who else did that? Yeah, she was one. I don't know if she's the youngest, but yeah, she won a Grammy. For all. Probably, like, my first thing that jumps in my head is, like, the Jackson 5, whether or not they won Grammys, but I guess they yeah. would have been younger if they did. Yeah. Or he, like, the One youngest of them, them would have yeah. been. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she did win Grammys, so I've got that written down somewhere. Do I? Best rock artist. I don't yeah. know. I just remember oh, seeing her getting up on the so stage crazy. and going, rock, and she yeah. made that rock symbol with her hands and going, <laughs> Yeah, she was like, I guess I'm rock now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Royals won Song of the Year, yeah. Best Solo Pop Performance, and she was nominated for Record of the Year, and Pure Heron was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album. But yeah, it was... Um, yeah, so in the year-end charts, so in the US Alternative, it was number one, US Billboard number six, and US Rock Albums, it was number one. So who the hell knows how it managed to get into that particular chart. Sure. Whoever got number two probably feels a little <laughs> bit aggravated, <laughs> aggr- sure. aggrieved. But um, yeah, and like... We talk about her, her, her age, and normally, like the age of a performer isn't important. It's you know, it doesn't necessarily you know, you don't want to get bogged down on that. But mm. the themes and the stuff that she's singing about, I think it's so important that she was that young when it came out. Because I think if someone in their even early or mid twenties wrote an album like this, it would feel inauthentic. It would feel like you're singing about an experience that's not necessarily yours, or you're trying to tap into something that's now you know, five, ten years removed from you. So I think it's really great that it came out when it did and it was very clearly these her, her own authentic stories so have you seen her live yes i have how yeah. many times and where and how was it for um you? i saw her 
when she toured here, uh, River Stage. Was that last cool. year? I can't remember. On the Melodrama yeah. World Tour. Yeah, on the Melodrama World Tour, yeah. Nice. Um, Just dropped that. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, she's an amazing live performer, just her stage presence and energy. She's an incredible vocalist, live mm. vocalist. Um, yeah, she, I mean, anyone who's seen her, even if it's, you know, on YouTube, will know that she's so arresting. You can't keep her keep mm. your eyes off her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she doesn't play any of the instruments on the album, by like or on any of her no. albums by by choice, by design, because yeah. she is so focused on the vocals and getting the vocals right. As well as playing. yeah, she no, actually, I think writer in the dark. I think in melodrama, oh, okay. she might right. have played like the left hand part of the piano, right, with one finger. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that an counts. interview. That yeah, counts. that That's counts. Yeah. yeah, but I think her strength definitely lies in her being a melody writer and especially Mm. as a lyricist like i mean her lyrics are just so arresting so good and you know as a human being and as a young female person i just totally connect with with what she writes about um you know just like i like i i love literature and i love words and what she's done lyrically in all her songs is just such good writing. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to know musical talent and like songwriting aside. I don't want to know if I'd had to re- write an album of songs when I was 16 what they would have been about and how they would have worked, but <laughs> it would have been atrocious. If I did it now it would be atrocious. Mm. Let alone if I when I was 16. Yeah. So so tell me in terms of your your journey in discovering Lord was it you had an iPhone and you heard Royals and you downloaded it and it was like, yes, this is... Well, okay. Well, I first heard, well, read about the buzz of this new artist, this 16-year-old called Lord, mm-hmm. and I scoffed at it. I was like, oh, great. Everyone's having on about this new 16-year-old, typical industry, mm. always, you know. And then I heard Royals and I was like, oh, hang on a second, this yeah. is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to her whole album and I was like, no, this is one of the best things I've heard in my life. And, you know, so I, I came from that cynical place of like, yeah, everyone's just, you know, making this huge <laughs> deal about this 16-year-old. How good can a 16-year-old be? Come yeah. on. Sure. And then I heard it and I was like, no. That good. This, Damn it. That good, yeah. 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 What have I done in my life? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so that was where I came from in, in discovering Lord. Um, cool. Yeah. So there were four singles released from the album. Mm-hmm. That was Royals, Tennis Court, Team, and Glory and Gore. And the album sales four million to date, including number one spots in. I've got a list here: mm-hmm. Australia, Croatia, the Czech Republic, China, Greece, Ireland, Japan, Mexico, New Zealand, Scotland, South Africa, and South Korea. And so that's just the ones where it went number one. Like a lot of other places, it went three or six or something like that. Yes. So just instant success, overnight explosion. It was, yeah. It wasn't really overnight. She was signed by no, the time sorry, she was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Once it came, yeah. Once and it came out, she it did have an EP. She was signed at 12, forgive me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she had an EP, the Love Club EP, um, mm-hmm. that came out before the album came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think once her first gigs in Australia was like at the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in Brisbane and like, you know, it wasn't even packed. Mm. Yeah, and I was <laughs> and, reading and, you know, for things like also like yeah. some of her early gigs were just her, like two people on a stool. So her sitting yeah. there and a guy sitting there just playing guitar and her, she would just sing over it. 
Yeah, so that was when she was like 11 yeah. or 12 and yeah. doing cafes around New Zealand. But then like, you know, with the Love Club EP, yeah. um, the label brought her out to Australia. She played the zoo, which is, yeah. you know, in Brisbane. And and now, you know, she's playing massive wall tour stadiums. Yeah. Um, yeah. But is she still yeah. touring right now at the moment? Um, or she, I don't know. I don't keep an eye on her calendar, sure. Grant. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so then in the hottest 100 of that year, you had Teen come in at number 15, Tennis Court at number 12, and Royals rather controversially at number two, which was always, I found extremely aggrieving, mm. irksome, because it was absolutely the song of the year. And mm. like, like I said, I think even then you could tell it was going to, have an effect on the way people put music together going forward like there was going to be a lot of things that were going to change based on her success and her worldwide popularity but and everyone i think everyone expected it to get number one but um instead it was vance joy vance joy dude playing an acoustic guitar it's like, ukulele actually is it a ukulele right okay yeah thank you so yeah so knocked out but then on the literally on the day that that the hottest 100 was announced that's that's when the grammy ceremony was so she was like Okay, I didn't win the Hottest 100 countdown, but I just won three Grammys, so I guess I'm probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Fair enough. So, Grant, had you heard of Lord before we nominated the the album was nominated? Uh, pretty much only as much as Royals. Yeah. Um, I hadn't, which I thoroughly enjoyed, was superb. And they, she's got a new, or her new new album had Last a single year, off yeah. it. Yeah, I forget what that was. Yeah, Green Light, probably. Yeah, and I thought I thought that was great, but hadn't hadn't ever listened to the album in and of itself. Because so. you were in Australia by 2013, weren't you? So yeah, it's not no. Like a, did, I, she, did she reach South Africa? She, question like you were you were already, already here. Yeah. She probably did because she reached everywhere. Yeah, I, actually, <coughs> South Africa was she, one of the countries she yeah. went number one. So she yeah. made it there. So no, I've been here, here for for uh, for six, seven, seven years when when um, mm-hmm. um, when this came out, and yeah, did, I suppose. I thought it was a great tune. Didn't necessarily appreciate she was sixteen at the time. Yeah. Um, as many people wouldn't have, um, and you, because she just sounds so mature and for, for mine so polished, like wow, this is it's it's really it's quite incredible. But when you when you speak about Lalka, the the history that she signed at twelve, mm. um, like wow, what a perspective or what foresight of of um, of the guys that have listened to or heard her before. It, it's amazing. She's, she's, she's well, you know, far more polished than a 16 year old band mis- of misfits. Yeah, yeah. At, they join at 16 and play till 20. Mm. Yeah. At, she's done that for year for four years at, and hit 16. So, um, definitely had heard of Royals, um, and had heard of team. Um, I okay, think team, cool. team had made it onto some playlist somewhere along the line. Yeah. Um, when, when I listened to it. So yeah. Uh, and a great album, I mean, obviously. Mm. It speaks. It's, it's um. These aren't. Um, there's a reason why they, we're proposing them to be flawless. So yeah. There you go. Cool. So, did you have any favourite songs, Laka, that you wanted to talk about for the album? I mean, every song's a gem in in the album, but I would say a personal favourite is 400 Lux. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And you know, no other reason than the fact that it evokes certain emotions in me. Kill it with you Till the veins run red and blue 
so I, I can't really, you know, justify why it's my favourite, but I just love that opening. Yeah. That, mm, yeah, the drone build-up is so good, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still love that song till today. Mm. Um, I would probably the, say it? my least favourite is Royals. Yeah. Which so is ironic. Because it's overplayed more so? Or? Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. But, like... You know, the other songs are amazing. So, mm. I mean, it's not bad. I still love Royals, but with the lyrics yeah. of "Dreams of Clean Teeth" in in 400 Lux, mm. I like you. Dreams of Clean Teeth. What an interesting um, choice of She's words. She's such and, a poet. Mm, yeah. Well, and it's in her blood. I mean, you know, there's yeah. some genes that we can't, you can't escape. Yeah, <laughs> it's in your genes. So, yeah. so well done to her. Okay, good. And yourself, Liam? What did you think? What were your sort of standouts? Um, the album. So I love, so I love, uh, so I like Royals. I love 400 Lux and I love Team. Um, I really like Still Sane. Mm-hmm. Sort of down towards the end, and then uh, I quite like A World Alone as well. Like I really like the way it ends at the end of the album. So it's got. Um, a really great way to sign off an album that's like even even just like it feels like some of her observations around like living life in fame and having that explosion up yes this was before a lot of that had even happened so it's sort of almost quite um foreshadowing like a lot of the stuff that was going to happen like she was going to become this giant international yeah. pop star and really well-known person worldwide certainly in still saying she references what newfound fame mm. and says i'm little but i'm coming for the crowd yeah, Good and luck. like, you know, even in tennis court, it's, you know, about, you know, being on a plane and like, how can I fuck with this when, yeah, you know. about to get on a plane yeah. for the first yeah. time. Yeah, and it's like, you know, she had so much assurance yeah. as a 16-year-old, which wasn't arrogant. I mean, like, you see so many arrogant. Mm. She wasn't arrogant. She was just so sure. Yeah. Confident. And confident. I think it's quite different between arrogance and confidence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. For mine. And yeah, I mean, that's great. I think, like, um, there's a song called No Better, which is strangely only released on Apple Music. Right. But not Spotify, so you can't find it on Spotify. And okay. It's... Like a bonus edition or something? I don't know. Right. But it's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to point that out because, you know, in case people only listen to it on Spotify and mm. are missing this song, I'm like, yeah. go... I mean, it's on YouTube, so, like, look it up on YouTube. It's called No Better. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Don't let that one slip you by. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, with the still, with still saying again, she has, like, those really spacey sounds. Today is my birthday and I'm riding high. Hair is dripping, hiding that I'm terrified. But this is summer, playing dumber than in fall. Everything I say falls right back into everything I'm not. And um, like it really wide, like a, evokes that sort of wide open sky at, at sunset and sort of traveling and that sort of thing. So she's really good at evoking an image. And then um, in that from that song she goes, "Only bad people live to see their likeness set in stone about chasing fame." So it's like. Like it's yeah, she doesn't want people to idolize her necessarily. She doesn't want to be put up on that big pedestal, but you know, if you don't respect her or you don't like listen to her, she's gonna come for you. Mm. So it's like that really nice sort of balanced place, which is like, like for a, a full-aged adult would be amazing. 
And so for a 16-year-old, sure. it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Unreal. So did she finish school? And do we know? I'm not even sure if it's on Wikipedia or anything. Because it's a, she's had a very different existence, I suppose, from mine. Is that to be performing at a level that you get signed mm. by a record label at 12, and then you you know release a, an award-winning album at 16. Yeah. Did, is that of any relevance in her life, or is she? I would uh-huh. assume that um, you know she did homeschool because um, she's she's an incredibly intelligent woman. Um, you know, her parents are academics, so I would assume that. You know, she did finish school and, you know, she just comes across as someone who's very intelligent in the way she speaks. Sure. Mm. And, I mean, just even looking at her writing. Yeah, but obviously, like you said, um, a very different existence to a normal teenager. Yeah. Who, you know, I mean, she was signed at 12, but, like, that was four years of what they call artist development where yeah. they sure. developed her, you know, gave her the skills before they made her lord a mm. public artist yeah. and unveiled her to the world you know so they, they made sure she was ready before mm. sure also yeah i also love um team it's got like a really awesome intro to the song and then some of the lyrics uh like i really like how she says So it's like, yeah, it's that idea of you won't see these, you know, we don't have that upbringing that people know about, that people talk about, mm. but that forges an alliance for us together, that, that brings us together to work for each other and, and sort of back each other up all the time, which is really cool. Mm. And then she got in trouble, well, quote-unquote trouble. There's a line in that song where she says, I'm kind of over getting told to throw my hands up in the air. And then um, there was a song that was around that time called Dynamite, which I have no, I don't remember at, at all. But apparently that was that had a line specifically about throwing hands up in the air. So then someone went to the person who wrote that song and said, "Hey, how do you feel about that?" And they were like, "So it was her name was Bonnie McKee." And she said, "Oh, you know, did you take that line personally?" "Yeah, absolutely, I did." I remember when it came out, I was like, "All right, all right, bitch, I hear you." But then, like, it just seems really weird. I was just this was just like factoids I was picking up as I was doing research. It's like no one like that's not the first song that's ever been told throwing your hands up in the air like that's just a, that's just an iconic line from Correct. like the last 40 years of music it's not like <laughs> what everyone it. says at a gig yeah, what every like, artist says when they're on stage yeah it just mm. felt really weird to go to the one person who happened to write a song that was in the charts at that moment and go do you think this is about you it's like no, no that's not about anybody it's clickbait Absolutely. Yeah. yeah for sure because yeah I'm also a bit I mean I don't go to a lot of the, the sort of gigs that you would but yeah when someone tells me throw your hands up in the air sometimes I'm like no just because you told me to do in it principle now now, now I'm like no <laughs> not gonna <laughs> which is why I'm the cranky guy standing up the back in gigs these days rather than down the front because I'm the cranky old man uh, any other songs Grant that you liked about it Glory and Gone is it? Glory and Gore Glory and Gore, Gore forgive yeah. me the, the, I'm reading my own handwriting I can't <laughs> even write forgive me wow that's very disappointing and Tennis Court were the other two I suppose from for mine that that uh, that I really liked. So it really was a nice opening. Tennis scored, um, and the the line in um, in in glory and gore, victory is contagious, is what I've got yeah. from there. And I thought that's um, look. I think losing can be contagious too, to be honest. <laughs> but, but that was a nice line, and and uh, 
Uh, so yeah, those two also really, um, really resonated with me. And I think mm. I've got here a world alone with dancing in this world alone is another one of the lines from there mm-hmm. um, that I really liked. So because mm. Gloria and Gore, I really liked it. Had um, so that's another one of like the us and them style thing. Mm, so it's yeah. like, you know, Antagonistic we're, get, we're getting ready. We know you're coming for us as young people. Yes. And we're all gearing up to be on the same team to reference back to the team again. And we're gearing up to get ready. So now, did she write these songs herself? Yes. Yes, she did, which is... Um, you know, pretty incredible for you know a teenager. Joel Little produced it. Yep. Okay. Um, so one of the reasons I picked this album was also the production. Um, you know, hence you know I'm a producer. So sure. Um, and and that's what I meant about it being s- how it sonically changed the landscape. I mean, like I think Joel Little deserves so much credit there as a producer for mm-hmm. bringing this fresh sound. Like I'm sure Ella, you know, aka Lord had. Mm. A lot of say and and into what she wanted to aim for sonically and Joel helped her realize that vision by going okay well everyone's doing this sonically mm-hmm. in the charts let's go this way yeah and it paid off that risk paid off mm. and I, I think like just so clever how they've laid her voice um, the drum programming is so good in the entire album the use of synths you know really gorgeous and how how much space there is um I mean, compared to a lot of the music that came before it like it this one sounded it's it's deceivingly simple like mm. like you listen to it and go oh well there's so much space because it feels like there's so much space but as a producer i know how much work went yeah. into into creating that that sort of sonic mm. um color that sonic sound so uh, that was uh, I would say one of the reasons I loved the album when I heard it because I was like, this sounds amazing. Like, just the sounds in it mm. was just, like, really grabbed me. Um, yeah. Was it produced in New Zealand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's really, yeah, along those lines, it's really sort of calm and controlled. But it's one of those things where if you, yeah, if you know a bit about the sort of music production, you know that the the calmness doesn't come easily. Like it's not just the sort of thing where you start calm and work yourself up to frenzy. No, no, a lot of this stuff starts at the frenzy level and to make it calm, you've got to really work at it and sort of bring those elements in sort of slowly and one at a time. Mm, yeah. So do you think she's had much of an influence, like I guess as a direct influence on the stuff that you're producing? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I don't I don't deliberately go and go, oh, I'm going to make, I don't know, you know, a song that sounds like a Lord song. Yeah. But... You know, I am a huge fan of hers and like, I don't know, like I tend to be pretty like open about influences. Like it it kind of annoys me like on a personal level when people go, oh, I'm so original. Like I just don't, you know, like, no, I'm not really influenced by anything. What I make is totally original. I'm like, no, unless you're completely living underneath a rock. (laughs) Like, correct. you know, you are going to be influenced by everything that's around you. So Mm. I'm like, yeah. You know, I I would think. I mean, it's an album that I've listened to a lot. I yep. listen to melodrama a lot as well. So, yes, it does influence me, and I'm not ashamed to say that. You mm. know, like like so many other things influence me. You know, so many other artists influence me. It's just like we live in a world that's so connected now. Like it's 
nothing's in isolation. Sure. And I think it's a lie if people, artists go, you know, I'm so original. I, you know, I, I don't get influenced by other things. I'm on my own sphere. Do you, like, do you call them on that? Well, I can't exactly call up Kanye West. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so when you're producing, I suppose, for someone and they say, mm-hmm. or if you are and they say, oh, I'm not influenced by anyone, do you challenge that in a constructive manner and say, well, you must have listened to an album once in your life and, and have had that, had, set, had taken some thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, if I was producing for someone, I'd like to know their reference point. And if they can't give me a reference point, I probably wouldn't be working with them because okay. I'll be like, well, I can't help you if sure. I don't have a reference point because I can't read your mind and... Um, you know, and we have these reference points to to try to explain something that's so oblique like music. I mean, mm. yeah, it's, you know, it's not like math where you go two plus two equals four. It's, you've, you know, it's something that's so abstract mm. that, yeah, there's always references that you need to pull out um, and go, you know, like it's it's like when I'm working in a studio and... I could, you know, pick a song by an artist that is, you know, completely different in style from me, but I would be like, no, just listen to the hi-hat in the song. And yeah. that could be a reference. And, sure. you know, so you could even say, well, that's influenced me because I wanted that particular colour in hi-hat. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you mentioned you listen to melodrama a lot. Um, how I, I haven't made time to listen to it, even though I really mm-hmm. do want to. How do you yeah. think it flows on then? from her first album like there was quite a bit of a gap like I think four years yes between the albums so she had and she obviously did a lot of stuff in between she did some stuff with Hunger, Hunger Games, Games where she yes. was producing yes. songs and also curating it and sort yeah. of raising up a lot of other voices and artists and stuff like that so yeah. but then what's your sort of what's your impressions of melodrama as well okay so obviously Pure Heroine one of my favourite albums of all time so I was actually really nervous kind of almost on Lord's behalf on you know with the anticipation of melodrama I'm like how the hell is she going to top this? Yeah. You know, and um, but when I listen to it, it's it's a very very different album mm-hmm. to Pure Heroine, and I'm really pleased to say that I was really happy with Melodrama, even though it's completely different. Yeah, like for her to pull it off, like I was like, okay, you've just set the bar so high, Lord. Mm. Like I don't know how you're going to top Pure Heroine, and yeah. she did. Mm. I'm like, holy cow, how does this? How does incredible woman do it? And um, yeah, so it's very different. It's produced, you know, largely by Jack Antonoff melodrama. So you know, different producers, which definitely helped with how it sounded sonically. Yeah. Um, but obviously, she, you know, she's also grown as a human being. Um, but yeah. her. She's in. She's old now. She's in her twenties when she's putting this mm. out. Oh crazy. my god, that's <laughs> yeah. old. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think melodrama is also incredible, but I, I decided to speak on Pure Heroine for this mm. podcast just because it, it was a debut and, as I said, it really changed the landscape, so yeah. it was pr- worth mentioning. And I think it's yeah. sort of – I guess it was important to change. Like, I think if, like, she's landed that this is, like, one of the ultimate albums in this style, Yeah. if she'd come back with another minimalist strip-back one, it might have, like, oh, you're yeah, re or you're trying yeah, to – she was saying really hard, yeah. Yeah. Bottle twice, so whereas, She was like, saying yeah. nobody wants to listen to a Pure Heroine version too. Yeah. 2.0, okay. you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's true. And, you know, it. I mean, she could have done it and it would have still sounded like a good album, mm. you know, because it was so good. She could yeah. have done it, but she just pushed herself even further. Mm. And, and I, I really admire that. Even the lifestyle as well that she lives now, like she's not 
you know, that teenager running around of Wellington or Auckland yeah, or wherever exactly. she was. Like, yeah. And so she'd come up with another album that was along those themes. Everyone knows, like, you know, she's a very visible person now as mm-hmm. well. Like, everyone mm-hmm. knows, you know, she's quite high up and goes to lots of parties and knows a lot of, does a lot of celebrity stuff, you know, for better or worse, uh, you know, against whether she likes it or not. So, with, like, if she tried to sort of sing it, have a similar sort of theme, it would have probably backfired and seemed like that inauthentic stuff. Yeah, but and you can definitely hear how it's still very authentic. I mean, she doesn't... Mm. While she sings about parties, like, a lot of song act- songs in melodrama are also about house parties, yeah. not, not oh, I went to an Ailey celebrity no. party. Yeah. It was, you know, like, you can hear that, that same person. Mm. Like, she, it's still Ella, just more mm. grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. cool. So she played in Byron Bay this year, 20th of July. Uh, that was Splendor. That would have been Splendor in the Grass. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very good. And she's only just stopped stop touring now on the 17th of this month. Okay. Yeah. So she, which was a big tour. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was a world tour. World so. tour, yeah. Proper, proper world tour. Did she play any other shows? I don't know when she came out for Splendor. Or was it one of those ones? No, it was the one-off. Yeah, yeah, mm. that was I think one of the conditions that Splendor okay. brought her in was like yeah. her only I, Australian show. I hate those so much. <laughs> I mean, um, it would have yes, in respect to her. I mean, uh, the challenges of of being an artist. She 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 played Splendor on the on one day, and the next night she played in Jakarta. Yeah. yeah, but so do you know the backstory behind Splendor? Please. So I think this was around. Oh God, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been 2014, 2013. Um, one of the headline acts pulled out of Splendor at the last minute, and Lord was called in as that sixteen-year-old yeah. kid come and fill the spot. So she was playing at like you know four p.m. in the afternoon, mm. and like literally they just flew her in very last minute. I can't remember which artist it was that pulled out pulled at the out. last minute, yeah. and she was impressed everyone so much. Mm. You know, and I remember hearing interviews where she was like, yeah, holy shit, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, we weren't prepared for this, but she just went in there, smashed the set. And, you know, the last Splendor this year, she's headlining Headlining it, it yeah. Yeah, which is that, you know, that incredible journey, like, mm. uh, yeah. of an artist. Um, yeah, so cool. Amazing. Well done. We've just about reached that time. Do you want to give a final pitch Larka, about why this one's flawless. Or anything else you want to add before I'll, I'll ask uh, my fellow co-host Liam as to whether he what his thoughts are on the album? I think it's flawless because lyrically it's so mature. I think the production on it is impeccable. Um, I also think the melodies are really, really good. So it's flawless in my books. Excellent. Thank you very much. All right, Liam, over to you, sir. A man who's reviewed this album and listened to it far more times than I have, certainly. Yes. Is this a flawless album or not? So I was going to start with actually reading my 100-word review. Can you do that? That would be awesome. Yes, Um, yes. I I cringe a little bit at it. It's not one of my better things. But I'll apologize At the time, it was impeccable. No, it, was, it really wasn't. Was. Okay. Uh, Lord's Pure Heroine is simultaneously exactly the kind of album a teenager would make and far, far better than most teenagers would even imagine. Musically, it's a bit one-note, simple bedroom pop with no particular highs or lows, wisely plays the emphasis on her excellent voice. But it's Lord's lyrics that shine. She has an insightful, world-wise eye, and Heroine is a snapshot of her teenage world with all its inherent benefits and shortcomings. The development of her musical range will come with time. Meanwhile, we can only wish that all teenagers, and especially teenage musicians, were this astute and self-aware. 100 words. Yeah, that's right. That is exactly 100 words. Well so, done so to... The theory, so how I felt about it back then was, and I knew this going into listening to it this time, was 
love the lyrics love you know she's great she's an amazing songwriter but musically i felt like it was a bit a lot of the songs were a bit too similar mm-hmm. sure. I thought, okay go in let's see if i still feel the same way and i do okay so i w- i thought this was an amazing debut album and I, like i said in the review the the development and the change in the musical styles and the different sort of things would come with time mm-hmm. and i think they from what like i said they have and i love green light like i would put green light you know almost above anything that's on this sure. album yeah i, I probably because agree I'm so, because i'm so much more into like easy house dance stuff than i am like the strip back stuff so mm-hmm. but on um like on white teeth teens there's like a really big beat backdrop and then uh buzz cut season there's like a panel line there's like lots of little there's a few little things in there that it's like man i wish there was more of this mm. but too many of the songs for me are still a little bit too samey and that sort of stripped back instrumentation so for that reason i love it and i think it's an amazing album i think she's going to do amazing things forever and ever but i couldn't give it flawless okay thank you very much sir and, and you say you haven't listened to her second album no i've listened not, to i've heard a, like i've heard a few of the singles but mm-hmm. i haven't not, yeah I not have, because end. i was like hey when the second album comes out it's going to be amazing and the second album came out and i never sat down and listened to it sure. so i really should make that time all right okay so that's that's a no from you i have to agree for different reasons I, I think it is a fantastic album and and yeah we need to in the context of a 16 year old um and the like and it's uh, been recognized for songs at a grammy level mm-hmm. um individually in and of themselves for sure absolutely unbelievable i find f- for mine i didn't find 400 lux really flowed for me um on a personal level I, it was okay-ish ribs did nothing for me okay um and it's as it's in song number four the rest of it i actually really thoroughly enjoyed um but probably from that perspective just on those two i probably would say no and i thought a little bit to what you intimated there or what you stated forgive me liam um a bit too much of the same Mm -hmm. um um, and it did rely i think as you mentioned it relied on her voice a bit too much um which is which is you know which at a 16 year old you're going to do so um Great to listen to, but um, unfortunately, that's a no for, from the two of us. So we'll continue. Thank you for everyone who has listened to this, and thank you, Lalka, for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been, it's been great for and for, for bringing this album through. Flawless is is, record, is recorded at the Edge Studios at the State Library of Queensland. Uh, it's a fantastic free space, so please check them out. If you'd like to help to help us get the word out about Flawless. You can give us a rating uh, and feedback on most major podcast services, which helps other music lovers to find us. You can, we also have a Facebook page where you can be part of the conversation. It's facebook.com forward slash Flawless AMP, which stands for A Music Podcast. You can give us a rating or a like or a share there too, which uh, would be much appreciated. We also have a Twitter account twitter.com forward slash flawless amp and we're on instagram instagram.com forward slash flawless amp thanks again for listening everyone and we'll see you again next time bye